Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 14 of On the Horizon. I'm your host, Andy Whiteside. I've got uh, Harvey Green with me on the Zintegra side. Harvey, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing well. How is uh, how is your um, EUC world going specifically around the VMware front? I know you guys have been uh, had a few customers that we're implementing for and, and scoping out for. Yeah, we've got uh, a few in the works, uh, waiting to hear back from a couple. It's it's been it's been picking up, so that's a good thing. Yeah, we're definitely seeing more and more customers uh, looking looking at some alternatives. Uh, Eric Collette's with us. Eric is the uh, the architect that covers the channel. Eric, how's it going? Hey, hey, it's good here. How is uh, how's things in Utah? Well, actually, we're starting to see spring. And I see a lot of green, so I'm very happy about that. But I'm sure we'll get some nice cold bursts, less little bit. But uh, <laughs> it's the skies are dramatic, and they're pretty much dramatic everywhere. It seems just yeah. uh, when you transition transition from spring to summer. It's a, it's a beautiful world out there. It's a different world. Like here, everything's green and has been for a couple months. <laughs> there, it's more rocky and rigid, but still in its own beautiful kind of way. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad to not see brown grass everywhere, though. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm actually heading out there in two weeks to go to a conference. I think I need to I need to follow up, see where that stands. But I uh, appreciate you guys joining. Eric had picked a blog for us called uh, "Workspace One Innovations to Automate the Workspace." Uh, Eric, help us understand what you guys are. Uh, and this is by uh, Maya uh, Sharon. I think that's how you would say it uh, from April of this year. Help us understand yeah. what this blog's about. So it really is about using analytics or or looking at different interactions that users have with uh, their mobile devices and then tracking those experiences, tracking those uh, interactions, and then pulling that data back in and crunching on it, using it as a source of big data to uh, to automate certain reactions to things like you know, the usual business case of uh, somebody has a uh, an expense form that needs to be exp uh, ex uh, expedited or approved or something along those lines. You just click the yes button, but it gets a lot more detailed, a lot deeper into that. So is this kind of the nirvana of the workspace where you really are, you know, working, walking someone through their day and intelligently leading them with analytics through to what needs to be done next? For the most part, well, we can set it up that way, but it's also like this incidental stuff. So with experience analytics, uh, you're basically taking an employee's experience, understanding exactly what their, uh, what their gaps are, what their difficulties are, and then curating the message to deliver back to them. Uh, so it's if they have issues with signing into, let's say Outlook is part of their delivery package. And this is on a mobile phone. We can also do it from uh, Windows 10 workspaces and so forth. But uh, if it crashes every time that they try to log into it, we need mm -hmm. to understand what that crash is. We can find a whole bunch of correlative data and then process that to gain a result, giving IT information that lets them propose a fix right. or maybe find a solution and then fix it after the fact and then roll that out to all users before it gets too bad. Does that make sense? No, it does. And certainly the nirvana of IT is knowing what's happening before it happens. Before before it happens. Uh, fix the problems of the user before the user even realizes it enough to especially 
contact IT and take some time. So in this blog, it calls out a, a few things. The first section here is uh, experience analytics. What is what are you guys trying to cover there? So yeah, that's the digital experience, digital employee experience management. And that's pretty much what I was just talking about. This idea that we are are using automation to get in the way or or solve a problem before the problem is either, even realized by the user. Uh, few errors occur, things like that happen. Maybe a small subset of users get that experience. IT gets a response saying this machine or this particular phone or this particular update is failing. So maybe we have to backdate an application on that phone to get it right. to work. Things like that. Harvey, is that uh, something we're, we're seeing more and more demand for in the field? We are. I mean, on, on the whole, anything that uh, the, these administrators can get their hands on to try to help make their job easier and people, you know, aren't yelling at them. They're, they're going to take a, a couple of looks at it. So um, th this is a, a great one for them to look at. And again, being able to just get some things in front of them so that they're not kind of fighting from behind. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just looking at the one of the paragraphs in there and it talks about operations. I love charts. I love graphs. <laughs> I love reports. But if I don't have to look at one and I can solve a problem before it gets to a report that lands on my desk or in my email box, uh, I would prefer that. <laughs> so redu reduction <laughs> of incidents that I have to review. I think so, we all would. <laughs> very nice. Absolutely. So, Eric, the next section jumps into uh, workflow orchestration and automation. Uh, there's five different bullets here. What what are the types of possibilities with this? Yeah, so this is the Freestyle Orchestrator, and it's it's currently it's right on the cusp of G being generally available. It's it's one of those things that's not quite there yet, but it basically promotes workflow in a no code or low code type of environment. But app and profile sequencing, making sure that we can deploy things in an appropriate order. Uh, if you've ever installed Linux or whatever else, you have this lovely approach that when you say, I want to get this particular application, it'll go out and say, and here's all the dependencies that you have to update first before you get to that point. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I, I love when I can do that because it makes me feel very smart to see all this text scrolling across the screen. <laughs> Man, <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. Um, well, anyway, that's that's pretty much it. We want to make sure that we have all of the appropriate libraries and stuff in place before it gets launched. Avoiding those problems. Um, and down the line, security, remediation, and compliance we're looking at a very specific targetable subgroup of maybe Android devices or iOS devices, or maybe it's a hardware piece. And we expose all that information to IT so that they can say, here's my correlative data of a problem that seems to be continually occurring with this particular device. And so we can target that, wrap it up, uh, uh, maybe do some discovery on it just to see if that is actually the problem. And when we solve it, we can roll that out in with impunity. <clears throat> so, Eric, this uh, is all part of the uh, the orchestrator, which is, is this an, a SaaS-based tool? 
Uh, it is something that's included with Workspace One UEM mm -hmm. inside of the console there. So it's it's built in. If if you have it via SaaS, then you have it via SaaS. <laughs> but it it can go either way, on premise or SaaS based. Okay. This uh, this next book talks about the security remediation and compliance. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, and the patch updates and so forth, we can target those specific devices, get it all rolled out um, by looking at what they what they currently have. And we expose those those hardware details so we can target them. Um, onboarding, very specific. We uh, when we're talking about onboarding somebody, we know exactly what they have. Once they enroll their devices, we know exactly what they're utilizing. Uh, we've tied that onboarding process. Maybe it's automated. We just sh send them a, a Windows laptop or maybe a particular device. And when they log into that device, it immediately connects that to their identity. Yeah. So new, new employees are basically getting kind of a kickstart right off the bat. Uh, don't have to, they've been bootstrapped, I guess you could say. And that's always interesting for me because I live in a world of you know desktop virtualization where you think you just give people a URL and a password and they get in. Uh, we still mm -hmm. have a lot of company-owned devices out there that the, the onboarding process means a lot more uh, has to happen. And even when you have a situation where they're remote remoting into a virtual desktop or something, there's still a an onboarding that has to go along with that because they're not just going to exclusively live in a virtual desktop most times. Exactly. Exactly. There has to be that little layer of configuration that kind of brings it all together, the glue that pulls it together. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's important that their experience be a good experience, because then if it's a bad experience, you have a lot of that attrition that comes from, I don't think I can do this. The, yeah. the lift even to get involved is too much. I, I pretty much just apologize to all our new employees when they start about how bad it's going to be. How many passwords do I need? Oh, 20. Am I going to use a laptop? I'm going to use a thin client. Am I going to use both? Am I going to boot from this operating, that operating system? I'm literally behind my, my desk here working on installing iGel on yet another device. Uh, I, it's, I feel like I do that way more often than I need to. You do? <laughs> uh, old school software, hardware inventory, uh, management. That's also part of this, uh, this tool that allows you to, to have insight into what's going on in your environment. Right. Yeah. And I mean, this is just little different handles that we can grab onto details about a device and we can verify who that device belongs to, but also verify the device is what it says it is serial numbers and all that business. Uh, and, and again, those are all friction points that allow us to report and, gather a lot of details on maybe what artifacts they're experiencing inside of the, the app culture. Right. Um, and that's a question, question for you guys yeah. on this. this. This doesn't apply to the image itself, right? There's the assumption that there's some type of Windows 10 image on the laptop or some type of iOS or Android on the device before it gets to this point where we're managing it, or can we do bare metal? Uh, this it's a good question. It's always going to have an operating system, though. We uh, like when we're provisioning from uh, a vendor's warehouse. There's yeah. going to be a Windows 10 installation. Uh, we're always going to have some way very similar to how we used to do it. And I don't want to bring back the good old days, but uh, we had this tool called Mirage that 
always bootstrapped off of an existing Windows installation. So if you had Windows on there and you logged into this tool, it would then basically install a driver that would then update itself and it and it replaced portions of itself in the process. It was really cool, but uh, a little bit cumbersome. And really the need kind of slipped away. In this right. case, we're doing a similar thing, but these machines can re-image themselves without much problem. Yeah. Okay, uh, precision, tar precision targeting. Yes. So it really is very specific situations. We don't really, I mean, when we're talking precision targeting, we have serial number level access to somebody. So we can say this particular serial number gets this update or this particular user and this identity and all the devices that they touch, they get this. So we can be extremely specific on who gets what. Of course, you know, groups and uh, group names and so forth. That's always kind of been there, but this is, it's very specific to this. And it's part of the workflow mechanics of Freestyle Orchestrator. Yeah. And Eric, is this all drag and drop? For the most part, it is. It's a low code, no code. You might have to put some pieces in there, some uh, instructions, but it's for the most part, just plug and chug. Harvey, any, uh, any comments here? No, I mean, again, this is just another value-added piece that the customers are getting out of the, the Workspace ONE package that they can just continue to you know, use to leverage to make their environment better, make it easier to run and you know, be able to, to go through and, and make things happen without pulling your hair out. <laughs> <laughs> As is always the hope. <laughs> right. The, the one... You're really promoting, uh, I guess, uh, an event coming up uh, on the 5th and 6th of May. So probably by the time I get this out. Um, <laughs> uh, global events, uh, some type of, uh, some type of uh, conference or symposium, right? Yeah. And uh, it's, uh, I'm trying to think of who is the speakers, but you, it shows that you can see the full list of speakers. But this is really talking about Anywhere Workspace as this package where you have Workspace One, you have VMware Sassy, which is is really uh, our Velo Cloud or a, a blend of our Velo Cloud solutions, uh, SD WAN solution uh, for for connecting these external users, and also Carbon Black for that intrinsic security layer protecting each of the devices at like app and uh, app launches and so forth. <clears throat> so well, proactive covered. security. We've covered a lot with uh, with workspace and what all. I mean, it's certainly a comprehensive end-to-end -end solution these days. Uh, that's you know had its birth out of desk or virtualization, machine virtualization, and desktop virtualization. But it's amazing to watch VMware continue to try to holistically cover the the end-user compute space. Yeah, it's it's really cool on the inside, and I'll just say as a from an insider perspective, it gets dense. I mean, we, think yeah. of all the products that we have, and it might be a little bit hard to follow. So, so look for the top level details for the most part. You can see how it all stitches together, but there is a grand design, a grand view of what this is all going to look like when you put the puzzle together. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's mind boggling really to try to keep up with all of it all at the same time. Oh, you kind of got to find your piece that you're interested or involved in and, and dig in deep. 
Yeah. And I, I'm afraid to do that in general, just because <laughs> you lose context for where you're at. It's the forest for the trees type of thing. It's like, right. I like this tree a lot, but there is a forest and they are all interconnected, especially if it's an Aspen forest, because that's a single biological unit, right? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, you blew us over that. Harvey, any thoughts before we uh, let Eric go? Uh, no, I don't have anything different. I mean, it's, it's exactly it. It's, it's a, if, if this were a basketball team, I'd say they've got a deep bench. Like we've got a lot of things that are, you know, up front that you're working with every day, like you're starting five. And, you know, when you start pulling these other products off the shelves that you have as an entitlement, you're, you're still making sure that things are happening here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we talk about, you know, workspace one, then you go into like sassy type products and carbon black. I mean, it just, right. The end user spectrum of things that have to be covered that VMware has acquired technologies and invented technologies to do. So is, uh, um, it's, it's a fast moving industry. Yes. Absolutely. Very, very. Well, gentlemen with that, we'll, uh, we'll wrap this one up. Thank you for joining. We'll do it again uh, next week. Sounds good. Thank you, Andy. See you, Harvey. Yep.